Wings for the game. Boom. Cash back. New lucky jersey. Boom. Cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees? Period. I'm telling you, this one is a game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Wings for the game. Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey. Boom, cash back. Even a last minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees? Period. I'm telling you, this one is a game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The Athletic Hockey Show. Hey, everybody. It's Craig Custance, your host of the Tuesday Athletic, a co host, I would say, I don't, part time host of the Tuesday Athletic, the Athletic Hockey Show, Tuesday edition. The American edition, really the only one you need to listen to. Let's it's be true. honest. It is true. true. Facts. Those are facts. I'm joined uh, by Sean Gentili today, who is, um, this is as, as crabby as I've seen Sean. I don't know if it's a lack of sleep because the playoff went mm-hmm. overtime or you, there's a lot of argue, we're arguing over hits already t- t- two seconds into the playoffs. Or you know, I don't know. I'm not in that bad of a mood. You're just you're you doing, seem that, like, you're, you're doing no. that. You're doing that to team me up a little bit. Um, first, before we get to Sean and his crabbiness, um, John Robleski joins us in the second segment. He, of course, won the gold medal. He, I mean, the the women the women won the gold medal. John coached them to victory over the Canadians, as it should be in the world, um, in the world championships, and the world, in the world, and the world. Uh, John joins us and is always is great. An unbelievable show of force by the United States of America, as it should be in hockey and yeah, global global politics. Really, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so that's a that's that's a great conversation, and it, it's fitting because when John joined us on Zoom, Sean was railing and dropping f bombs and just it's all, just and, the one. And he walked. It was not. It was multiple. In support, that, that's how poor Robo got greeted, because Sean's mad about the fact that we're 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 the best time of the year is here. Sean, if you want to sing at all, it's it's the most wonderful time of the year, and and we've already got multiple columns on the site about the Joe Pavelski hit. We're not talking about the fact that the Oilers. Everybody's. I, by the way, I wasn't. We'll get to that in a second. 
But the Oilers blew a lead. The Kings in love over, it. Like it's just great. Love great it. action. And we're talking about a hit. We're, I don't know, Sean. We won't talk about a hit too long because we're better. No, than that. we're going to talk about people talking about the hit. That's always the workaround. If something happens that's, right. that's in, that, that annoys you, if something happens and the response to it annoys you, you can talk about the response. It's a nice little workaround. It is the trick of the business. We made it two games. We made it two games before a, a hit, the official, like the officiating response to the hit, and the discourse that surrounded the hit in the response to the hit completely took over. I, it was insane. And, and I know it was an, it, it was, was a consequential? Absolutely. Yes. In that game and moving forward, it's Joe Pavelski, right? It's yeah. it's one of the it's it's uh one of the, one of the the very best lines in the league. A, a huge storyline for that, you know. Ro- Robertson and Hints and Pavelski one one third of it is you know up in the air there, right? Huge deal. I'm not I don't have a problem with with that. Yeah. But my God, can we not have nice things? Like, can can we not make it through one night of this without? Without having the the discourse completely re- revolve around 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 like it's in the answer is no like that's just the way it's the way it goes hey, maybe this can be the space where we the answer is yes this first segment of our podcast maybe we yeah. talk about how fun it was to totally. for us in this case and we were flipping channels last night like it's just it was awesome like Florida's making a game of it early uh, against Boston. Islanders, Carolina, like, you know, two great defensive teams. You know, everything's going to be a one goal game. So that's like, I love, like, it was just, it was awesome for me. And and to sit and watch, like, like I'm watching Brent Burns make plays and I'm like, this is great. Like, Brent Burns is back at it. Drew Doughty's back at it in the (laughs) playoffs. Like, it warmed my heart. 2023. Yes. So, yeah, the the early games. And I made the mistake of saying this. I don't know if it was to you or maybe in Slack when we were talking about this. I, I said they were duds. And I and, and that's probably not fair. Yeah. Because well, what else do you want from the first window, from the first viewing window on the first night of the playoffs? We have a wild card making it at least quasi-interesting against mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the most successful regular season team in the history of the sport. Which is great. You have Alex Alex Lyon out there out there flopping around and doing a Tim doing it doing his best Tim Thomas impression and you know that game was that that game was as close as it could be. I don't know how I don't know what happens from here on out in the series. It seems like that kind of seemed like one of those. All right, we'll give you guys two periods to to hang around and it'll, now it's Panthers and five. Oh wow! Panthers and five. Wow. Bruins and. F- now it's Bruins in five. Yeah, maybe four. Um, and even like even Isles Hurricanes, like was it boring for the first fifty six minutes or or whatever? Maybe a little bit, a little. But I I don't know the fact that it was playoff hockey. I was still in like 100%. I just opened up the Christmas present. I was like, it hey, doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it totally it, like whatever whatever quality the game is like i'll take it cuz it's cuz it's cuz it's the first night but also it's just proof that a game no matter how boring it is a playoff game no matter how boring you may find it if it's a one goal game in the last 6 or 7 minutes 
all's all's forgiven, right? Who cares that the neutral zone was clogged for the for the ninety percent of the time for the first uh, for the first two and a half periods? All that matters is that it's close. If the margin is close, the last eight minutes or or however long of a of a playoff hockey game are, are going to be worth watch. Going to be worth watching, no matter who is playing in it, and no matter what the game looked like before that. And I th- and I thought that Carolina New York was a nice reminder of that. Yeah. Uh, and then and then of course we got the late game with Oilers. They, you know they go into that first intermission. I think they were up two nothing. It just they looked. I'm like the bandwagon's full. Everybody's yep. like, "This is Connor McDavid's moment," and and then it just unravels. And it's like, okay, we're in this thing. <laughs> yeah, and I and the bandwagon. I mean, I'm on the bandwagon. I pick them to. I pick Are you them on the Oilers bandwagon? I'm on the. I, I, I haven't picked decided. them to win the West. Can I wait still? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can. I mean, you can wait. I've. I don't know. You can. Yeah. You can be. You can be a coward. You can wait. No, it's I. It, I'm just torn because it's you want the best. You you. I don't need another first round where Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews and we can we have this parade of you know Sid's already out. Like we don't need one of those tweets where it's like look who's still not who's not playing right now. Like I, I so I'm on the like let's let's let Connor make a run. But man, was this is that fun? It's just fun to see. Like, a team totally, teams. totally, and part of the reason, and that's what's so funny and so unpredictable about this is like. The entire narrative surrounding the oil the, the Oilers was like, all right, Connor McDavid career year, absolutely. This may be as good as he ever is. Better than Gretzky, I think PK said on uh, first take. <laughs> That's a take, baby. Okay, I'm, I'm putting words in PK's mouth. Yeah. He, it made for a great exchange with Stephen A. I don't know if you saw it. It was today. Stephen A. Was it today. It was yesterday. Oh man, he said I something. That. You know, as good as Gretzky, or maybe will be better than Gretzky as a player, or some something. And like Stephen A. was did, just did he jump on it? Well, he's just like, well, I, I don't know. I got to do some research. Mm-hmm. He was really rattled about it. But anyways. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the rest of the team that's surrounding him and Dreisaitl and those guys at the top of the lineup, it's legit now. And, and it has been for the last 20 games. You know, like, Matthias Eklund is, you know, whatever. He's he's a difference maker. And and, and really, really, really was from, from the moment they acquired yeah. him. And it's a good, it's a pretty good five on five team now. And it's not, and it's not just because they're, you know, shooting some crazy high percentage or, or, or filling it up. Like it's a well-rounded, you know, reliable, maybe not defensive team, but just, you know, they, they do what they have to do in a way that they haven't before. And you got, you you got, you got Stuart Skinner in there. Who's, you know, cleaning up the mess that Jack Campbell left for him, unfortunately. So Mm -hmm. there's lots of reasons to love the Oilers. And then, then, then they come out and just remind everybody that, you know, slow down the bandwagon right like right. you can't you can't you can't skip steps here i love i love the kings man i love the kings. <sighs> i know um which series which game are you looking forward to more or which series devils rangers leafs lightning devils There's, rangers yeah okay devils rangers i think I the devils are gonna win by the way i picked them yeah me Did too you? Because yeah. I felt like that was the one where everyone was deciding that they're going to hop on the Rangers. Uh-huh. I think the Devils win that series. Well, and it's also like the Devils are young. This is the first yeah, yeah, time yeah. they were there. You know, typically, blah blah blah. And it's true. Like, like I think I there's a there, there's there's a reason that people are are making that choice because we've seen it happen time and again. Whether it's anytime there's 
the next big team that you know hits that that uh that kind of enters the picture they need it they need a year or two's worth of of uh of beginners classes right in, in playoff hockey right so it's true we've watched it over and over again but that being said I I went I went against my own advice. I think it, it's at some point on on one of these. I was like, yeah, whatever. Let's go, Devils in six, or Devils in seven, maybe. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember exactly what I picked, but I'm way more excited. Who cares about the Leafs? Not me. I I mean I do, but I don't. I am I I I love that. That's probably the series I watch the most of. I'll, if, if I'm being completely honest, and Leafs Lightning, the stick aside, yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch every a, minute of that series. I think it's a nice second. It's it it it's a nice secondary series featuring some solid solid uh, B list players. Second, you know, B list franchises. Okay. Okay. Um. Do we want to talk? Will about- I watch every second of Lee? That's that's a great I question. Will. I will. You I don't think it's going to be. A, I don't think it's going to be every second, just because it's going to be going up against the Rangers a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But yeah, oh. of course, like that's going to be that's going to be the primary watch a lot of the time. How how can it how can it not be? Do we want to talk about ESPN's? Sure. I'm only asking this because we we were talking about it and like just so if it comes in a natural conversation before the pod, it always I'm like maybe it's worth yeah. discussing. Like. The intermission. I know. I know. We're not treading it's any bad. ground here, but it's it just was. It's bad. Like, yeah. Mixes off. And we. I mean, here's here's what we said before the record. Basically, is that Messio Messios. That's Messios. what those guys. That that's what those guys. Yeah, couple names. They've is. now become one. Chelier, Messios. <laughs> those guys don't have much to say. Clearly, we've watched it week after week after week like they're not the most you know not the most verbal dudes which is maybe not great for when when you're when you're a television personality they bring in pk who sucks the oxygen out of the room at times right like that there's no problem that guy has no problems talking ever he's got thoughts Uh, and i like pk and he's good he's awesome he he and he clearly you know especially when you're if you have a personality type like him and, and you and you are good at TV and you realize like what maybe in kind of inherently what works and what doesn't, he's he's got to be out there like these guys aren't saying anything. Like let's go and, and right. right? Like let's like he's trying to he's trying to be the stir that straw the the straw that stirs the drink there for them. And then it just feels like that pisses them off even further and they end up retreating even more. So it's right, like this, right. it's, it's like this, this spiral, it's like this cyclical thing where, where those guys don't talk. So PK goes into overdrive. Those guys see it and get almost resentful. And then the, <laughs> then the vibe in the studio is just like, what, what is happening here? Can I be clear? Steve Levy is not the problem. I like, I'm a big Steve Levy fan. I mean, what, you know what? If your job is to make good television mm-hmm. and, and and you go out there and you fail at it, like that's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. Yeah, I don't know if he has the ingredients to make the cake. I'm, I, I'm not, and I am not. I'm not. I'm. I can't believe you're railing on Levy. No, I'm not. I'm talking about the show in general. Yeah, like it's a tough watch, right? And their job is it. <laughs> their job is is 180 degrees away from that. They're 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 trying to make compelling shit that people want to watch in between periods, and they aren't doing it. Yeah. And last night was how many hours of that, right? Like you're flipping back and forth 
you know, thankfully the game, the, the start times were staggered. So, you know, it wasn't an old fashioned two games go to intermission at, at the exact same point. <laughs> that was good. Scenario, right? Baby steps, I guess. But like, come on. It's, <laughs> it's, they're, they're, they're a TV network. Make good TV. And, and, and last night wasn't that. Supposed right. to pretend. Supposed to pretend that it's good. I'm not saying pretend it's good. It's not. Are you sure? Fault. It's not. I'm, I'm the one who brought it up. I just. I want it to be better. I'm no. just. You know. I feel invested. I want ESPN to have the, a really good product here. It's and it's not there yet. Two guys that hate talking and one guy that talks too much is not is not a good That's recipe for for, yeah. for 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 an intermission show. All right, let's get to John Robleski because it's such a good conversation. Um, he is coming up next. We talk gold medal. We talk Hillary Knight right off the hop. Um, the future of the, the women's program, uh, his future, a lot. So we'll do it. Wings for the game. Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey. Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees? Period. I'm telling you, this one is a game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Wings for the game. Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey. Boom, cash back. Even a last minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees? Period. I'm telling you, this one is a game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We are now thrilled to be joined by John Robleski, the gold medal winning coach of the Team USA in the Women's Worlds. Uh, just an incredible performance by the team. By John, congratulations, John! First and yeah, foremost, I really, yeah, I really appreciate it, Craig. It's uh, it's great to be here. Gold, gold medal back where it belongs after a little bit longer than we would have liked in Canada, but you know, it's, we got it there. I think um, you know that's that's probably the best way to put it. Longer longer than we'd like, but um, you know, it uh, we're we're fortunate. We had some great players and uh, a lot of solid performances. Can we start with Hillary Knight? Let's yeah. let's start there. Um, it's funny. I was, yeah, let's, let's, let's not overthink this. I, I, I was reading up, um, and what, I think we can even get to your future. Cause there was something, it was, there was a story, um, an AP story about, you know, what you're going to do next, which I, which will, I'll warn you ahead of time about that question coming. Um, but you, there was a line where you said, I will follow Hillary anywhere. Um, I, I'm going to start with this because you said initially when you got that job, it, it was a kind of a blank slate, right? You, you wanted to go in, and, and I think that was one, one of the most valuable things you can provide is, you, you know, there's young players coming up. You have that old guard, old. And, yeah, and it's like blank slate. 
what did you learn about Hillary, or what, you know, throughout this process? Is, what impresses it, you most? Yeah, most most impressing with with Hillary, it's 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 difficult to with where to where to go um, with that because I, I remember this when uh, I was getting asked questions about, say, it's like a kid like Jack Hughes or Zegris or some of those guys, Brady Kachuk, like some of those young players. What are you impressed with? It's almost like the the answer evolves. And I think that's con- that continues with with Hillary, and the the one thing that resonates with her is is zero ego, which is kind of amazing that there's no entitlement or anything even close to an idea that she might be better than the other people around her. She's got so much respect for everyone. She um, she's so diligent with her work ethic, and it's it it's sort of like a. You know, if things aren't going her way, it, she she doesn't waver, and it it just she just has this like Terminator type of attitude out there where she continues to work hard, play her game, and she's so so confident in it, and um, it's inspiring. It really is because you know you'd you'd sort of expect this player that scored all these goals to to be able to come in and float around and sort of wait for her time, and then you know, pop in the goals as, as they come. Um, but she just never takes a never takes a shift off and never takes a game off and never takes a practice off. And, and then she's got this personality. It's just magnetic. And, you know, she's so happy to be around the team and be around the, the organization. And, you know, or she's just an unbelievable leader on top of it all. It's, just, it's all genuine. So just a, just a tremendous individual. When you talk about her having that mentality, and and I think one of the storylines that was consistent with this team for you, John, was working in some of the young younger players, giving them maybe more prominent roles. How much easier does it make it when Hillary is setting that example, right? Like it's you don't have to tell them to work hard every shift. They just look at the best player on the ice. Yeah, the I mean the adage is always that you're only as strong as your leaders and uh, the the work ethic and their their appreciation to the systems and you know your team values. It's that that only goes so far. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, that's the other thing that you can just compile is just for her to see some of her teammates start to start to go away and, you know, start to replace them with, with younger, younger players. And with that, you know, you lose a little bit of a maturity factor as, as strong yeah. as those players are, you know, their, their computers aren't wired the same way that, that some of the established players, um, are and they you know they take a little bit longer with system nuances whether it's Mm -hmm. you know like it's not like you're running a ton of set plays in the sport but you uh, you do have certain things that you want predictability uh at and and the veteran players are pretty quick on the uptake uh with things like that and some of the younger players you know they want to they want to ad lib and that's that's the beauty of being a younger player and having that high-end talent um so how how do you as an older player be like you know you sort of mitigate your expectation with uh what we want for predictability and yet you know you're you you somehow appreciate the younger player and what they can bring to the team so and she she never um you know there was uh i'll give you one one story there's one blip on the radar so i know you guys are like All right, good yeah so there's one time where uh hillary was wide open you know a d to d pass in the neutral zone and mm-hmm. uh, she was wide open for a stretch play and she comes back to the bench and she looks at me. She goes, "They got to move that up north." And I just said, "Listen, it, it was it was it was KK, it was Harvey." Okay, that's what I was going to ask I about that. Like, <laughs> I was like, "Give her, give her a break here for a second. You know, we'll, 
I'll go talk to her. But you know, that's that's just what you, that's the patience level that you got to deal with with uh, with a, a young player such as a Harvey. Is they're going to want the puck on their stick as much as you want the puck mm-hmm. on the stick, which is great. So how do we all how do we blend that together and not not use it as a, a generational gap and uh, you know just to you know to everyone to appreciate the learning process? And she, that was the, that was the only blip on the radar, but I had to share it just because it's it's fun. That's great. Yeah, I mean the. The patience with with uh, with Caroline Harvey certainly paid off, right? She was lights out, fantastic from really from beginning to end. Yeah, in, she'll, in, in that tournament, she'll invigorate the game. Um, so, yeah. somewhere along the lines of of Hillary, for you know, especially with the with with more uh, more of the women in the spotlight going forward, mm-hmm. I would anticipate. You know, we've got some we got some big personalities coming up too. Um, you know the pro league that's that's going on, and I, just the un- the tremendous coverage that the sport is getting. Uh, but Harvey Harvey's going to be something um, pretty special. I, I would it, when I, when when Quinn was coming up in his before his draft year, I, I was I was adamant that he was going to revolutionize the the position, re revolutionize the position as to what young kids are going to want to play it play it like. Um, and I, I see that as you know KK's calling card too. There's going to be a uh, a slew of young young American and I probably Canadian defensemen that are going to want to want to play just like just like KK Harvey because she's just I mean she's just an element back there you, you can't predict what she's going to do um, but the more we're around her the the you know the more it'll be sort of just a, a congruent flow of how we play and you know she's just so explosive and good things happen when she's on the ice what's an example of something she's she's able to do that nobody else can do Ah, yes. So here, I'll give you an example. It's when most of the time in the neutral zone, if you're trying to go cross ice, it's going to get picked off or something's going to, something's going to go sideways. Yeah. Nine out of one out of 10, it's going to work out. It's going to be great. (laughs) And she'll just flip pucks cross ice. And normally you're going like, Oh God, this isn't going to work. It'll skip over the defenseman stick who's in perfect space. It, it, and it's like not nine out of ten, not one out of ten times. It's the other way around. Nine out of ten times it gets by. So you just you just sort of let her she'll reverse the flow on uh so there'll be a reverse puck, and normally you want to go back up the with the way that the puck uh you know against the flow because you've just brought their forecheck with you. So let's go back the other way. She'll yeah. just bring it right back into the forecheck and it'll work for her because it just I mean, she is she is so gifted athletically. Um even at, even at this level, you know, she can, she is just a thoroughbred at 20 years old. Yeah. That's I wanted to, I, I mean, Haley talked to Haley Salvin talked about, uh, KK's skating in that story. You know, that was sort of like the fulcrum of, of the thing that Haley wrote. Just, Harvey's mentioning Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes and all these like, which also like we're talking about feeling old earlier, like, couldn't have made me feel older is when we now have a whole generation of players that like looks up to Kale McCarr and is like, <laughs> and is doing, and is doing, doing huge things. Posters of Kale McCarr and their Yeah. Right. Bedroom. She, when she, yeah. she was, gr- she was growing up with, with posters of Kale McCarr on, on, yeah. on her walls. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> 500 years old. Uh, but the, the skating is the thing that pot that, that, that pops with her for someone, for someone who's not as maybe well versed in, in, in the game. Like you, you, you see her and the, the edge work and the stuff she does with her, with her pivots and stuff. It's, 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 it's crazy. And it is like you're, you watch her and you're like, Oh, this is, this is, this is Kale McCarr stuff. And she's, she's very open about it, which is, which is cool. Yeah. No, she can, it, it's, it's magical the way that she's mm-hmm. in control of those edges and she's got a long way to go athletically, which is just all optimism. 
you know. So um, Brock Bradley, who is the he's an equipment manager with the NTDP, he's been there for gosh two decades now, two and a half decades. You know, he used to he used to like when uh, the players' jerseys would flap in the wind. There's a special a special look yeah. that, that I don't know what mile per hour it happens at or what <laughs> what uh, you know at what speed or acceleration rate it happens, but it does. And I started watching full bar it every now and she's she's got that that jersey flap when it when she gets up and gets galloping. And it's it's cool to see. I mean, it, it's fun to watch. Like you got it. Um, you just, you know, she's got the puck and then she starts going and you're like, okay, what's going to happen? You know, like you're, you're, you know, that the majority of the time it's going to work out positively. So it's, mm-hmm. you're just, you're excited for what's going to happen next as opposed to worry. You know, that's what you got a goalie for. That's where you get Frankel back there, or Hensley, and, you know, in this case. And, um, you know, they, they got a job to do too. And, you know, KK provides so much offense that, you know, you're going to give up some, you have the puck in your stick that much. You're going to make some mistakes too. And we're, we're comfortable with that. Did it take a while just in terms of earning that trust robo? Like, you know, I, I think there's relying on young players, you know, especially somebody like that. It, there, there takes a minute of, of earning trust. Like what was that process like for you and her? Well, I think it's, it was pretty simple. Uh, you saw, you, you have a player with, that burns to win, that burns to succeed. Um, so that's that's apparent in your first conversation with her. And then you have a player that also just needs a little bit of reassurance. That was that's, that was yeah. the next thing that you met in the conversation. She's very humble. Um, she wants she wants to do a good job. She wants people to be proud of her. And all I think all that she needed was just someone to say, you know, go and do this. Where your your work ethic will define you. Um, and your skill and your ability eventually will take over if you just have that confidence in yourself. And that's a very difficult thing. I mean, there's so much credit to her. The confidence has to be earned. You know, you can tell a player all you want, keep putting them back out there, but ultimately they, they really do have to believe in themselves, believe in their path. Um, and you know, you can keep, you can keep rolling them over the boards, but if they don't, if they don't believe in themselves or if they get down after mistake and then they don't try it again, the the chances for development are that they go out the door. So I mean, yep. the, the credit the credit goes to her. Um, you know, and her family. She's got an unbelievable support system, and you know, it's 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 all it's all her. Like seriously, yeah. I mean, it's you know, she's it it didn't take a lot to see the the potential, and you know, you just tell her it's it's just a couple honest conversations. You tell her how much you believe mm-hmm. in her, how much you believe in what she can do, and hey, you're going to keep going out there, and you know, you're going to figure it out one day, and. Um, cause she had some, she had some dark moments early in the last year's tournament that it was like, Oh, okay, let's, <laughs> let's just, let's have a, let's have a sit down here. Like you, you don't have to worry about your job. You don't have to worry about not playing. Like you're going to keep playing and you're going to figure it out or, or you're not. And we're going <laughs> to <We're gonna laughs> yeah, go down with you. Having a hard conversation <laughs> right. for years, but for now, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, play, play you 10 minutes and hope that you figure it out that way. No, you're just going to play 20 and. We're all gonna live with what happens going forward. So, so yeah. Is that is that a common thing to have an elite player, an elite talent, who's also a people pleaser? Because that's ba- that's basically how how you described her in, in the start of that answer, right? To to have somebody who is you know who has that kind of that kind of personality trait. Is that something you've come across before? And how, how's that how, how's that to uh, how's that to deal with? Brady Brady's that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, 
as far as the Sounds humanistic right. side, he's got, I mean, he's got so much earned confidence, you know, um, now he's, he's real confident in his path, deservedly so. Um, deep down, he's, he's, you know, he's the guy that's going to be, you know, and, and so much credit to Chantel and, uh, and, and Walt that, you know, to, to have him come up that way, but he's got so much appreciation for everything that people have done for him. And he wants to, he wants to pay people back. Uh, Trevor's egress, as much as he as you look at him and, you know, you see some of the, see some of the, let's just call him antics, you know, you know, yeah. he's an entertainer now, but mm-hmm. he, he really does want to, uh, he's a team first kid and he really does want to make people proud of, um, proud of him. And he wants, he wants the reassurance and, it, absolutely, as you should. Hey, is this is this what the team wants? It's it's a huge credit to those individuals to be able to blend that just God given talent that you can't you can't duplicate with this with these you know intangibles of of deep down having the having the characteristics of wanting to wanting to do what's best for the team. And Tre- Trevor was that same way. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, like he was you know playing second fiddle to Jack the whole way through, shift him to wing when he's a natural center, you know. And he, you know, he just was always, what can I do better? What can I, what can I do? What, you know, all these things. And it wasn't about him. It was about him performing for the team and he, you know, being a great, a great player around, around a bunch of other great players. And, you know, KK, it's, she, she reminds me a lot of the youth brothers with Mm -hmm. how she carries herself too. Just that that's like humble, but, you know, um, but confident, you know, and deservedly so. I'm just curious if you did anything off the ice to kind of, bridge the gap with the generations was there like a uh, you know let's get alex carpenter and amanda kessel and everyone into you know into a bowling alley for three straight days and i don't know you know what i mean like was there some like uh, you know ice, team ice bonding like you want these you want these players not to be threatened or because they're talking about ice time changing and uh, and it just seemed like it worked really well yeah i think the the nature of those tournaments is it feels like there's a lot of time to get something like that done. And <laughs> the reality is, is there just isn't. And, <laughs> right. and the players really value their, their, uh, their freedom. You know, when there, yeah. there's an opportunity to get away from the rank, it doesn't, it doesn't change just because it's a, a shortened event or a, a, you know, a tighter schedule or what's hot, what's at the end of it. Um, when the players see a day off, they, they're excited for their opportunity to get out and do, you know, whatever they're doing. And that's an, that's another amazing thing about the, about the women's game. Like we had uh, Gabby Hughes taking the hockey humanitarian award while she was uh, up in Toronto, a player from uh, Minnesota Duluth. And, you know, you should see, you guys should do a dive on what she does for, uh, for her um, non-for-profit. It's just unbelievable. So it's a, a non-for-profit for mental health and it, it generates a ton of money and it goes back mm-hmm. to just unbelievable causes. And this is a, you know, a fifth year player uh, in university still who's able to do all this and be an all American. I think she took all American status. If she didn't, she was right there in the mix. So um, these, you know, there's so many things that these, that these women do in, in addition to, you know, being an athlete, which is, which is just, it's really cool and invigorating. I mean, we had, so I, I do the Friday the Friday show with Haley, and we have a lot of a lot of we've had a lot of, a lot of national team players from you know both North American countries on there, and it's still I mean you you know it intellectually because because you see that you see that they're whatever running running clinics or doing like all they're ambassadors for the game in a way that 
and they're forced to be, and that sucks. Like it would, I know a lot of them would much rather be able to just play hockey, you know, just play hockey. But that's, but that's also not, yeah, right. That's yeah. not, that's unfortunately not the, that's not the world we live in, and that's not the expectations that are placed on them. Even Hillary, like we had a, we had a really, really long talk with 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 her where she just she was like going, she was doing part time work for ESPN and going this and been bouncing around there. And every time I talk to these women, it's like this is this is bananas that they can't just <laughs> that they can't just hang out and work and get better where there needs to be some kind of like conditional that's attached to it yeah i, I, I you know I, it's tough to speak for for the players in that realm uh they're they're definitely back in pioneer mode though um mm-hmm. the pandemic you know just from my from my view it dissolved a, a bit of momentum that the, the sport had on the, on the pro side so they kind of had to start anew and you know, Kendall Coyne is just, you know, she's a prime example of somebody that's just, you know, you, I go back to that, that Terminator type mentality or, you know, kind of just persona. And it's like, Kendall's got, she's a captain of our team. She's almost heading up the PWHPA. Uh, and also, you know, she's working for the Blackhawks as player development. It's like, and now, and now becoming a mom. And it's like, how do you, how are you doing all of these things? How many, how many are you? Like, do we have some clones out there, Kendall, or what's going on? But, um, that's how impressive, you know, and just to me, it's invigorating. It's, you know, it just wants, it it may wants you to be a better version of yourself being around people that are that are as, as, you know, courageous and committed to their, to what they're, to what they're doing. And, and there's, you know, you'd think that there'd be like a little bit of like, Oh, I wish this wasn't this way or something like that from the players. And it's all of it is, is positive. And, you know, they're, they're just, they're such, they're such unbelievable people. It's it's a great group to be around. I wanted to ask specifically about Abby Murphy because, you know, we saw her. Sean's favorite player. Oh, I mean, I was, well, I was all in on her during during the dur- during the Olympics, but then when the, then we saw she she's left, she's left off the the roster for Denmark. Comes back, she was, you know, a force. I think in the gold medal game, she scores the goal, she draws the penalty. It was like the full the full Abby Murphy experience. I feel like down the stretch there. But how <laughs> how gratifying was that for you as a coach to watch someone who, you know, you had to make a tough decision with really last year bounce back and contribute in such a in such a huge way? Yeah, I think you know I. I, w- I watched the the Olympics in in detail um, as closely as I could to get as much information on the on the players as possible. Um, <clears throat> and you know, I I didn't I didn't see a team going to Denmark without Murph on it, just from mm-hmm. electricity and things like that. And I think that you know, Murph and I had just a little misunderstanding about her about her how committed she is to a team, and it was that was my my misread on her. Um, you know, you, you just see some of the, some of her brash play, which is, it's right on the edge. It's not over the edge. It's right on the edge. And I misinterpreted some of her intentions. That was, that was something that I would, that she and I've, um, ironed out. And all I can say is that Abby Murphy is where you're so lucky to have her on your team. I mean, she is, she is so skilled. She's so fast and she plays the game with so much heart. And, you know, like, um, she learned a little bit and she, you know, she got, she got better because of it to her credit. And I, I learned a lot about her too. And I appreciate her even more. And that's a pretty, like, I wasn't expecting that answer. Jeff. Like for you to say you misinterpreted something is, is really interesting to me. Yeah, it was, it was my, my, my misinterpretation of, of Abby. So, hmm. <clears throat> so, 
so this gold medal means you're the first person, correct me if I'm wrong here, but first first coach to win gold with the men's, yeah, that was the 2017 U18s that you coached. Who was on that team, just to remind some people? So it was uh, the 16-17s. That was <clears throat> our top Our top line was uh, Kachuk and Norris. Mm-hmm. Right. Pretty good. And, Pretty good. And then Mike Pasajov was our was the right wing. Oliver Wallstrom uh, and Joel Faraby were underagers that came up uh, for us on that team. We had an unbelievable crew. Sean Doogie um, and Ryan Pales oh, yeah. joined us. Mm-hmm. Who was playing at St. Cloud that year, so Pales came over. Um, those guys teamed up in uh, in overtime against Sweden to get us into the final game. They scored. They scored a, kind of a, a goal out of nowhere. Pales stripped a, a Swedish defenseman like he didn't even see it, and then Doogie scored in uh, in overtime. Dylan Saint Cyr, Maynon's son, was our was our goaltender. He could play the puck better than most defensemen can smarter than most defensemen with the puck and just have that it factor. Quinn Hughes was our best D, but we had a, we had a really homogenous group after that. It was big, strong mobile kids, Tyler Nomoto and um, Phil Kemp was just, was so good for us back there. It was, we just had a bunch of D that really wanted to defend. Yeah. So it was, a, that was a, that was a fun, fun group to work with. Joel Farabee scored twice in the gold medal game as an underage player in that one. So, that was a that was a really cool group. So you win gold there. I mean, you know, we've talked a lot through the years about you know where what you want to do, and then you win gold with the women's here. So now, like you've opened up a, any possible path theoretically. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this without your answer being you'll have to ask Pat Kelleher. <laughs> Why is that what I was quoted as saying? I think that's what I you said when somebody see, else asked about I, your future. I'll just, I, I'm I'm uh, disappointed that that guy you. I'll talk to John uh, Waro and we'll 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 sort this one out. We can throw like, John under on, the bus. I'm happy, to say, I'm happy to throw John under the bus. I'm sure John misquoted guy, you. So and I feel like I, I can like I can give him a little pop. No, he was it was we were in the scrum and that was it was a it was a joke completely. But um, where does it go? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, here's here's what I'll say is USA Hockey's been there for me since I was 16 years old. I was fortunate enough to make the NTDP the first two years they had it. Um, I don't know how I made the team. It was sort of a, uh, they didn't <laughs> know what they were doing yet. So, yeah. you know, I, I worked hard. So I guess that was the era. I had a bigger frame so they could, oh, that, yeah, the New Jersey Devils are playing the trap. We can, this, guy's, this guy works hard. <laughs> he seems like a good kid. So he makes the team. And uh, it's just opened up so many doors for me since then. And, uh, you know, a year ago when, when things weren't, I, I didn't even know if I was going to be in hockey anymore, honestly, mm-hmm. like, you know, where things dissolved with the, with LA. And I, I just, it, it was, I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted out of my life. And, um, you know, all of a sudden I get a text message from Beezer and it's, Hey, can you give me a shout? Let's chat. Would love to. What do you think about this opportunity? You could talk to some people and, you know, USA hockey has been there for me in a time where to give, to give me new life almost continuously. You know, I wouldn't, I skipped the middle ages where I was, you know, the NTDP came back into my life to get me into coaching. And then, you know, got the, got the first, you know, first job that, you know, would, would carry, carry a, a significant amount of status with the NTDP head coach. And so, um, I really believe in the, the universe telling you signs and to be, mm-hmm. be present where you're at. And, and this is, I feel you know, you've used the word a couple of times in this job, but invigorated. I think there's there's something more to this than just coaching hockey. There's a there's a program to be built, which I I really enjoy. 
Um, I feel like what what we do with this program with these women will resonate uh, to a lot a lot of people, not just young girls, but a lot of people. And I, I really believe in that that it's not that hockey does not define you. And so this is an opportunity to really really grow and be you know try to try to become as, as well-rounded as, of a human being as possible and be in tune with a lot of things that are really important not just not just uh, ice and pucks and sticks so um, I'm really if this if this uh, opportunity ever dissolved I don't I don't know where I would go from yeah. it but uh, it, it might not even be in the sport honestly so I mean I think you've earned another run at coaching the team if you want it it's up, up to everybody up to else. Keller. I'm, I'm around. I'm around. I'm around, and I don't have any other any other commitments. I don't know. Point. In in the in the meantime, if if what you're doing is coaching this team and feeling like a more balanced, well-rounded human being, like great, <laughs> like yeah. ho- ho- yep. holy cow, like that's that's what it's that's what it's about. Without without going getting too 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 deep here. Well, you get as deep as you want with me, man. I I'm like uh, I. I couldn't agree more. Like it, it, if that's what, if that's what I wake up in 30 years and that's what I'm defined as a hockey coach, then I'm, I'm going to be pretty disappointed, I think, but yeah. I try not to live too far in the future and, um, these days. And, you know, it's great to be present and try to try to just, you know, gauge my worth on how that, how that day went. And did I, did I help some people get better at what they want to do? And does that make me feel good? And if those answers are yes, then, then I try to, try to gauge that as a pretty good day and let's move on to the next one i wanted to wrap with this and i don't want to like it's going to feel wedged in because we're going down i feel like a more important conversation but i did want to ask you about you watch the switch. you watch so i'm switching gears yeah. i'm flipping the yeah i like i'll be in this door shirt for now but i'll be in workout clothes in 20 minutes and then i'll be <laughs> yeah. you know like whatever <laughs> Anyway, like, is, yeah. is, isn't it isn't it great to be to, to be like a fully formed, complete person? Yeah, yeah. how about that? Okay, let's talk That's about great. hockey. Can some we talk more? about Jack Hughes? No, I, but I mean, <laughs> you know, we're all we're all tired because we're up late watching playoff hockey, and I, I imagine for you, it's got to be fun. You see, there's so many of your, you know, guys that you help shape their careers. Really, like, kind of having their moments right now. Like, how do you watch these playoffs, and what are your expectations from these kids? Yeah, I. Um it is. It's it's really fun watching people on their on, on their path and to know that maybe you know you help them get there. I think, think that that's a that's a great recipe for happiness in life is to you know to facilitate and, and try to be as positive and, and supportive of people that and help them find their way. You know if that's what if that's what your um, you know your skill set is it is and you know you're you're comfortable with that helping people get to the path that they want to get to whether it's be a hockey player or something else and. You know, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to see those guys. Cause I know how bad they burn for it, you know, and, uh, you know, they, a lot of their hard work and their family's hard work, it's all validated and, you know, it's, it's really cool to see. I, I don't, uh, I don't put too much expectation on it. I think that, you know, those guys have accomplished so much in their young careers already. Um, you know, and I, I think that, you know, getting good with yourself is the most important thing for those guys and, you know, gauging their level of success and trying to, is is the most important thing and trying to block out noise from the external and um you know being good with their path and so many of them have found it and i'm really happy for them awesome well john good to see you thanks for doing this greg 
yeah, yeah. I'll be back in Michigan in uh, a couple of weeks for the goalie thing. So we got a big goalie jamboree in, in Plymouth. So I'll look you up. Before oh, you. Mm. yeah. No, let's connect for sure. Awesome, buddy. All right, Robo. Thanks for doing right. this. Be good, See gentlemen. John. Take care, man. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, pretty good run for John and the women's. I, it's it's um, I like Haley's. You know, she basically teed up the Olympics and the next world. Like uh, it's it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we always are saying this, but it's a, an exciting stretch, an exciting future. Um, and I, you know, I hope he's a part of it. Absolutely. I mean, that team was. You could tell the way he built it. There was a future focus there. I think yeah. that. You know, because this is the time when you're, if you're building for the next Olympics, you got to start figuring out, you know, especially when you have three straight international to four or whatever it is, three or four in a row where it didn't work out. Got to try to do, try to do something different, incorporate some new people in. And then, oh, like, by the way, they went out and uh, won the whole thing, which is just, you know, that, (laughs) that, that outcome, seriously, when, if you're building for the future, you know, which is clearly, clearly a, a huge part of, what the thought process was there and then to get a gold medal out of it not bad all right coming up next we think we may have questions we don't know as always we'll be answering your questions potentially (laughs) thank you thank you to the athletic app development team hey they fixed it right they sure did we'll be right back we'll get back to the podcast in a second but first a word from our friends at grammarly And look, we are professional writers by trade, so we know that communication is the key. And maybe you're not a professional writer, but Grammarly can make you more confident in your writing and make you a little bit more efficient and help you work day to day at your job. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can have that bigger impact at your place of work. Think about this, 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. That's a pretty good stat. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites, and by understanding your writing and your context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions tailor-made for you. Their tone suggestions, they'll even help you navigate even through the most difficult conversations at work. You can save time with one click, go from editing drafts in hours to seconds. Talking about stats, 93% of professionals using Grammarly Premium report that it helps them get more work done. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly. G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is the only good segment on the show. Craig, the comment section is fixed. Hey, you know, shout out that, to how, our... How'd that happen? Because um, I dropped a thing in the Bugs channel. That's right. Came from you, baby. It happened real quick. Real quick. What are you suggesting, John? Because you've put, haven't you complained about it every day for a year? I'm just joking. No, I, I just, I complain about it on the podcast, but don't actually take any steps to remedy the yeah. problem. That's just what I've done for last year. people know there's a problem, Sean, that can do something about it. Yeah, I think you got a little bit more juice than me, brother. Just saying. Hey, it's fixed. I'm not complaining about this. I'm saying, I'm saying this is, this is work. cool. This is cool that, side. that Craig, that Craig can, Craig can put in a t- put in a work request ticket, and it's, it was filled in, like without exaggeration, almost immediately. They're like, "Let's let's let's elevate this. Let's get this fixed." And this is all for you, our beloved re- podcast, our beloved listeners. If you're new to the podcast, this is the segment where we go into the comment section of our last podcast. Nobody's new to the podcast. Cut the shit. Nobody, hey. nobody's li- nobody's listening to this segment for the first time. And we read your comments. But first, Sean. We got an email. A lot of people don't know. <laughs> Many, so, Many. Some of us on this call. <laughs> <laughs> we and have an email address. If you want to reach us via email, you can do that too, listener. More than one person on this call just found out about the athletic hockey show at gmail.com. So if you guys have, if you would rather not uh, tap your phone 15 times to make it to the comment section on our episode, our particular episode of, of the athletic hockey show, you can just email us. Jeff dutifully checks that apparently and I don't passes stuff does. along. The athletic hockey show at gmail.com. Or if you want to hit up Sean on AOL, it's <laughs> Sean. We should start talking about our old AOL screen names. What was your screen name again? We already talked about this. And a few of them. Uh, <laughs> a few of them serve different purposes. It's from Brian Wagner. Mm-hmm. Said he finished listening to our interview of Brian Boyle last week, and Boyle Boyle was great, as he tends to be. Yep. But Brian Wagner listened to Brian Boyle and got to thinking, you know, kind of wondering, is it keyed on something Boyle said about the percentage of their pay that players actually take home when you consider, you know, normal tax rates and escrow and all that and all that sort of stuff. Escrow, tax rates, agent fees. Agent fees, yeah. You got to tip out the clubhouse guy. Yeah, which typically costs, no, I don't know, two, three hundred thousand dollars maybe, right? Standard, right. St- standard, standard, standard rate for the clubbies. All of a sudden, you're not left with all that much. I mean, it is true, and people and there and we're and shout out to Brian Wagner too because he, you know, used the Blues as a jumping off point just to sort of visualize or or, or come up with a list of how much these guys are actually. And these aren't the Blues, by the way. These are the these are the <laughs> these are the Canadians. I don't I don't know why I, I thought I thought it was. Oh, he 
I thought it was blue. Doesn't matter. But if you take thirty three, if you take home thirty three percent, you know Nick Suzuki. Everyone freaks out because Nick Suzuki makes ten million dollars in total salary this year. But then all of a sudden he's t- taking home three and a third of it, right? And then you go on and on down the list. Yeah. So, so Brian, and we, we can Brian basically just broke down every player on the roster what mm-hmm. their thirty three percent salary is. So if you're assessing their game, if you're watching Chris Tierney, and you know he's only bringing home sixty five k. Like, yeah, you know, between- like a fifth grade teacher. Are, <laughs> yeah. are you like, are you riding Chris Tierney as much? Uh, maybe you aren't anyways. Does it change your opinion? I don't know, man. Like, I think it's, I think it's illuminating to know that, you know, Cole Caulfield, one of the, who's as electric, I mean, I, I know he's hurt, but. Yeah. Electrifying player, really important player, still on his rookie deal and he's making 300 grand this year. It's less than Sean. It's true. I I make I'm I'm making I'm making that <laughs> making that Nick Suzuki money, baby. <laughs> Ten million dollar base. Contract can my contract negotiations start momentarily. Here's my thing. I don't know if I, I still don't know if it matters. I'll be curious. Yeah. I, I think I think that's a do people actually care? Is this is this gonna change the way a meaningful amount of people view, you know? NHL players, I don't know, but it, it's worth it's worth noting. If you know that Mike Hoffman's only bringing home one point three million or whatever, do you, like does that change your opinion? Like, do, yeah, everyone decides we love Mike Hoffman now because know. he's I'd only be he's only taking home a million and a half. Because I think people are still like that's a million and a half. Like, I, like what's the cutoff yeah. point before you go? These aren't regular people; these are millionaires, which they are, I and mean, that's fine. I have no issues mm-hmm. like they should be, but. I, I, I'm just curious. Uh, Brian, send us another email and because I don't know if he drew a conclusion. He just said, I never really considered the reality of their take-home paycheck. Still wealthy? Yeah. Way more than your average person, definitely. Just a fun thought experience. I think, it, I think overall, it's a good... This is like kind of a good, um, a good example of how so many... Especially in the past, when professional athletes made markedly less, even even proportionally than they do now, of how they go broke so fast, because it's like you, right? You're easy. You can. The issue for a lot of for for a lot of for a lot of guys is is that they feel richer than they actually are and spend spend accordingly, and then their careers their careers are short. So, you know, if if you're a guy who's taken home a few million dollars in a year, by the time it's all said and done, like cool. But by the time you're 33, it's you gotta you, you gotta figure out how to a make that make that money work for the rest of your life, and also figure out where your where your new income is is coming yeah. from. So if you take Mike Hoffman's 1.5, spread it out until he's 55, got to find something else to do, man. Yeah, you know, buy a bunch of rental properties. I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure what you That's do. A good idea. But fun fact, though, if you play for the Lightning, you get 100% of your salary. That's how they keep everybody down there. 100%. The, 100%. Escrow, rate, the, the escrow rate doesn't apply to Tampa Bay either. Nope. A lot of people don't know that. Jen F. in the comments section says, you know, before this episode, it had actually been a while since you guys talked about the stars. I keep track of these things. Mm. <laughs> says Jen. It was awesome that you mentioned Captain America, but Miro the Hero tied Sergei Zuba for most points by a defenseman in the season and may have pulled ahead by the time you read this. That is true. We we caught some we caught some shit for that, including from Mylene, who's one of our resident stars fans. 
I offhandedly said like, oh, we talk about the stars all the time. And I guess, I guess we don't. But That was last you know, year. Yeah. What's, what's changed? Who yeah. can say, really? Uh, we're about to talk about them for, I mean, I think, I think we're going to have opportunities to talk about the Dallas Stars for several more weeks here. Did you what, pick what them did you think the I didn't make picks. I no. I'm just letting the playoffs how about happen. You, how about you? How about you pick now? Uh, stars in seven. <laughs> there we go. And that brings us to the rest of the segment, which is breaking down the hit on Joe Pavelski. <sighs> breaking down the Matt Dumba hit on Joe Pavelski. Taylor H. writes, am I, the answer is yes, Taylor. Am I justified in getting annoyed at all the 16-year playoff streak for the Penguins talk without mentioning their qualifying round loss the bubble year? Mm-hmm. Or am I just being a hater? This has nothing to do with being a Caps fan. Sure. sure it does. It has <laughs> a lot to do with being a Caps fan, Taylor. Yeah, sure. It was a, There should be an asterisk next, next to that. Uh, Taylor, I don't disagree, but it's one of those things where we are reminded of this constantly. One of those like vagaries slash annoying elements of the NHL record book. And it's something that Pierre Lebrun reminds us of all the time when we're talking about winning streaks versus losing streaks and whatever. Like Pierre, Pierre's, Pierre's the keeper of minutia on that one. Um, the NHL counts it. So I'm not really sure what, what we're supposed to do about that. Right. Like it, I, I, I'm I'm loath to say that if it's good enough for the NHL, it's good enough for me because that's not that's not true. But at some point, especially when it comes to record keeping, stats, streaks, things of that nature, I think I think to some degree you do have to defer to how to how the NHL you know notates it in the in the history books, and they they say it counts, so it counts. I like it. Is, it, it is crazy. It is cra- it is crazy that 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 they that they. That that you know, I think it's all crazy. Those games, that that's all those the games thing that Pierre has taken on as his personal cause. I mean, He's, you're we get more Slack updates on. You've seen it. I'm not like exaggerating there. Like like he like he like sends reminders to us basically. Like just so you know, Team X isn't on on eleven streak. game. Yeah, they're not on an eleven game winning streak. They're on an eleven game unbeaten or whatever <laughs> unbeaten streak. Like it's 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 pedantry, but it's also league sanctioned pedantry where it's like it is important to differentiate because because these are the record books right like it's it's a goofy yeah. decision to make but it's but it's their decision and all the same i'm always assuming that pierre's doing that because he's hearing from somebody at the league that's like we tell your idiot co-workers 100 percent, and pierre's like oh, fine i'll remind him again 100 brian p writes i was looking at stats to get ready for my playoff pool and People keep acting shocked that Braden Point scored 50 goals. Yep. But did any of you realize that Brandon Frinkin Montour scored 73 points in Florida? 73, Sean. I was aware. Because you mentioned it last week, I think, didn't you? Probably. I was aware of it because I do, because when we do our little NHL all 32 things where we have, you know, Mm -hmm. a writer for each team who answers, you know, kind of a burning question. Yeah. Each week it runs on the weekends. It's actually, I, I, I really love reading those because I always feel like I smarten up on stuff. Yeah, they're great. Jake, shout out to Jake Leonard. Shout out to Jake Leonard for, for putting it together, ev- putting it together every single week and nagging me, uh, forced to, forced to rein me in 
every third week where it's like Friday morning, like, hey, buddy, didn't, hey. <laughs> didn't get, didn't get your submission. If, if, if I could borrow some of your time to do the thing that I asked you to do. <laughs> Jake's a saint. Two, two days ago, he, he's, he's unbelievable. So I knew that Brandon Montour was, was at, was at that number. Um, but I've, I'll forgive anybody for not realizing it. He was, yeah, you know, so it's my really, version of really that last productive. night, Sean, was watching Carolina Islanders game. I and they're like casually dropping that Brady Shea scored eighteen goals this year. He was really I'm, hot. He was really hot down the stretch too. I'm Brady Shea. not sure I realized that. To be completely honest, there were a lot of things that I that I learned when I was writing the previews. A lot, where I was like. <laughs> A lot of it most, mostly had to do with point totals. Where you're like, how the hell, how the hell did this guy have a great year? A lot of and Brandon Montour, a lot of his work was done on the power play, right? Because they he, you know, they were running two, they were running two, um, two defensemen. Paul Maurice was for for a decent chunk, mm-hmm. including last night. So he's got 37 even strength points, which is you know still really good. Maybe not. It, it's a little off pace for for finishing with. Uh, 73 or whatever or whatever it is but even still you know Brandon Montour finished seventh in the league and even strength points among defensemen he was one behind Adam Fox right three behind Dougie Hamilton like he had a really really productive year for sure and there was a stretch especially early on where he was like the only Panther who was playing better than he did last season like everybody else had had kind of Mm -hmm. flatlined and and but and Brandon Montour had, had kind of leveled up so yeah, it's crazy, and and this is this is the time to be reminded of those things. And you're like, oh shit, Brady Shea had eight, whatever, crazy. <laughs> no, I was just like, wow, good for him. Do you want to read the fanatics? I mean, since this is kind of your thing, this is your beat, <sighs> as, as it were, as the all that stu- fanatics all, all, expert. All, all that stuff we said was, was was off mic, right? That we yes. that we already our talked last, about our last conversation yes, about fanatics. We have not talked on the recording. My life, my about my, my, on, my on and on mic life have completely have melded into one. Melded together. You Chris have Jay, the listener has not heard your any updated thoughts from you on fanatics. That's where we stand uh, they, as they, of right now. Yeah, they still suck ass, dude. That's that's the that's the official that's the official stance of the athletic. No, New York Times company. That's Sean Gentili's. It's mine. Personal RTs, RTs are not endorsements. <laughs> that was on your blog, right? That was they, on your that was stand, on your yeah, uh, blog spot blog. Le- legally, yeah, they they can't they can't do anything. <laughs> Chris J, of course, and thank you for reaching out because I do want to be the go to guy for this. Chris J says, been wanting to share a fanatic story slash experience. Coworker tried to buy me a hoodie. Shout out to your coworker. That's a very nice thing Jeez, to do. Sean's never bought me anything. <laughs> well, I guess in a way you bought me the hoodie I'm wearing right now. In some it's way. Work swag, sort of. Coworker tried to buy Chris J a hoodie. Supposed to be the Blue Jackets and Johnny Gaudreau. Hoodie comes in. It's a Blue Jackets hoodie with Jack Hughes, number 86 on the back. <laughs> that, my friends, is the fanatic experience. That sounds made up. That's a plant. Dude. Chris look J doesn't on, exist. How about you look at the internet from time to time? It ha- it ha- it happens a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of misprints where you know players who aren't on particular teams are affiliated with them in that in that way. It's because fanatics quality control is terrible. 
and NHL fans deserve better. And they're not going to get it for at least for at least 11 years now or whatever it is. Good luck. Good luck out there. Thanks. <laughs> Daryl W says this was as the Panthers were fighting. We've been we've been tracking closely the Aaron Ekblad Brooks oh. Kepka rivalry. And I'm glad we're able to get back at it for the third consecutive episode. Um, I tweeted about it last night. You did? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I should follow you on Twitter. Are you a good follow? No. If the Panthers, <laughs> if the Panthers are in and Ekblad isn't wearing a green jacket to every game, missed opportunity. This is Daryl W. I, he should – that. It's if, if they beat the Bruins, Ekblad should show up in a green jacket. In a, in a press oh conference. God! Absolutely, he won't. <laughs> he won't. Also, but like the reason, of course, it's like the first thing I think of whenever I see Aaron Eckblad. Now, unfortunately, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, got, I it's uh, it's for him maybe. Unfortunately for Aaron Eckblad, not not <laughs> not for not for me. He got victimized by David Pasternak on the first goal of that game. Eckblad did. And my thought immediately was that like Brooks Kepka is, you know, somewhere in a in a mansion in South Florida, you know, dropping F bombs at the at the TV. Uh hey producer Jeff, if you're listening still, you haven't nodded <laughs> off. If we can get Brooks Kepka on the show, <laughs> that would be Oh man. Fantastic. I just wanted to he'll throw jump. that out there. He'll jump he'll jump right on that. I think you think Brooks he might want to talk about it. I don't know. He he already did. Like he like he uh, it was in a scrum. To, he got asked about it. And an, he was, a hockey audience, not true. a golf audience. This isn't no laying up or whatever the preeminent golf podcast is. Yeah, I I'm still just blown away by Kepka being like, yeah, I'm a big Panthers fan, and I thought he I thought he sucked this year. So he was like, it's not we're like yeah, I I meant it. He stinks. <laughs> I will say crazy. this. I learned on Easter that you can buy your own green jackets. My brother-in-law, Jamie, was wearing a green jacket to watch the Masters. He got it at Kohl's. So if you're, <laughs> looking, if you're looking for a <laughs> green jacket, Kohl's apparently has sport coats. Is, is there like a patch on it too? No, no, no. Is, this was a very generic green jacket. Look good though. It would be, it was, it it would a be funny. a family party. It would be funny if those goblins at Augusta National somehow tried to... <laughs> Uh, just cornered the market on green market. Yeah, right. Just copyright it. Just... <laughs> copyright for... a color. Just be like, you can, no green jackets. They you can't. Yeah, they are bad. Yeah, people. not copyrighting the color green, but copywriting actual green sports coats. Mm-hmm. We this is great. This is great because we're talking about something that, that that happened two weeks ago. But boy, boy, was it thrilling to see a tree fall down during that tournament. I loved it. Glad nobody was hurt. But the idea of like of those of those freaks uh with Augusta National watching that happen and crapping their pants simultaneously, it's very very gratifying for me. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Do you have any any more? I want to thank all the listeners who submitted questions this week. Mm-hmm. Um also shout out to Brian W. I think we said his full name at one point. He signed it Brian W. So I'm gonna go back to protecting his identity uh, for sending an email. <laughs> Well thought out email. If you if you feel like you need to add charts like Brian did or go more expansive, send an email to what was it, the Athletic Hockey Show at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Athletic Hockey Show on YouTube. I would probably just YouTube like search for it 
and then hit subscribe. <laughs> That's probably the easiest way. Um, also, I I, I want to say outright, like there was some sort of issue with iOS users where where the the common system was was broken, and it has now been fixed. Just to be clear, like if you if you're out there were trying to leave comments the last couple weeks and couldn't, because uh, we we a we couldn't read them. And B, I, I, it didn't seem like anybody could comment if you had an iPhone. It's been fixed. So come back. Shout out to the product team. Yep. Also, hey, Ron Francis is on with Pizzo, Jesse, and Russo on the Wednesday roundtable tomorrow. So That's interesting. Is it? What? <laughs> He's a GM. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? Being also, sincere. I, oh, okay. I'd, like to, I'd like to hear what, what Ron Francis has to say about the team he built making a making the playoffs in its second I th- I season. I thought you said it like like oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah, what, why is Ron what, Francis? What do you think's what's, going on over there? What's the deal? <laughs> um, we already have next week's guest lined up. Uh, David Quinn is returning to the show. Yeah, we're going to talk sharks, but we're going to talk the World Championships uh, on the men's side. Equal time here on the Athletic Tuesday show. We haven't talked to him since he was since he was the national team coach, and boy, he, he was. That was great. That was like top 10, top 10 interview for the us. David Quinn interview. It was really good. Yeah, he's great. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so that's next week. I will be, in, in fact, co-hosting next week. Wow. So, what a treat for me. So congratulations. <laughs> what, a, what an honor. Thank you for bestowing it upon me. Uh, that's it. Again, I want to thank producer Jeff for all his hard work lining up guests. Um, I want to thank John Robleski who is coming to town. I'm excited to catch up with him. Great job. Great interview. And uh, that's it. Happy New Year, everybody. Goodbye. Did you say anything there? I said goodbye. Your lips are moving, but... (laughs) ASMR video. Goodbye. (laughs) We should do a whole episode. (laughs) Bump Bump up on the mic. We finally can breakthrough on youtube Ugh, that shit grosses me out I, I don't like it cam my cam has this one that she follows and she watches and it's oddly satisfying she'll be like she cleaned out the drawer in her kitchen and she opens the drawer and it's like perfect and it's like here's and just click and taps and I'm there's like, cer- yeah there's certain sounds like with the clicking and tapping that like i did like almost that makes me anxious and it's apparently like kind of yeah. Not not a totally abnormal re- like response to have, but I'm I like, think how, it's, how, um, people people are calm people are calmed by this. Cam, my my daughter is she like she'll she'll just sit and watch, and she, it's just something about this person's spotless house, and um, the sounds she makes as she's opening, you know, ripping open a package. I, like certain things like that, I get, but but then but then the, there's other ones that I watch. Like I and I, I have a, I have a TikTok account, and I somehow I don't even know how this happened, but like, are you a spy? I, Oh. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm Ch- Chinese, Ch- spy for the Chinese government. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the Americans too. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I just, I, 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 don't, I don't even know how this happened. I, I, they, this, they have like a huge audience, clearly, because that's how it ended up like in front of me in the first place. Yeah. But it's like a rug cleaning company. It's this company that cleans out like just, I don't even know how these rugs get so fucked up, but it's like, Ones from cabins and that have been like left oh, outside and, and they, rolled they up and whatever. It. It's like vacuum. and they like and they like refurbish it. Well, yeah, and there's like a they like steam clean it and they like brush it and all this shit. And I've 
for whatever reason that those videos make it make it onto onto my little scroll and i watch every single one like like all all the way through i think it's like cilantro either you really like it or you think it tastes like cleaning supplies there's some of the sounds though when like people are tapping on mics and doing doing that sort of stuff i'm just like no that's we i think are we recording it i can't i can't tell okay i think that stuff's weird but like the the like i'm gonna rip open you know, making cookies and we're going to pour the sugar in like mm-hmm. the kind of the, na- I, like that is calming the, like the I'm going to vi- do the this vi- stuff. The, the, the visual, <laughs> the visual stuff is like, is more like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I understand that this, the, the audio stuff is just like, Gah! like steam press videos. Have you, have you ever watched those where it's like a huge hydraulic press and they, and it, they just put random stuff below it and just kind of see what happens. No. Tried to use a steamer. Nice I, I was at a fancy hotel in New York, and they didn't have an ironing board, so it was too cool. Mm-hmm. But they had a steamer, completely useless. If you shove dress shirts into it, oh, that must have been a shitty steamer. I don't even have. I don't even think I, I have an iron. I, I never use it. I, I steam everything. Really? Yeah. Like so, if I balled up a yeah. dress shirt, yes, and hung it on a totally. Just get like I. But there's it one. Must have been a bad steamer because this thing was not mm-hmm. getting any. Was it like one of the full? Did it have yeah, like it a wand like a on it and one. stuff? Yeah. No, dude, I, I have one that I bought on Amazon for probably eleven bucks. It's great. It does like like dress like dress shirts. I, I don't know if it would like I don't know if I would use it on like a fucked up, you know creased up sports coat that was at the bottom of a of a closet or anything, but like like button downs and, and t shirts and shit. Totally perfect way easier than ironing anyways that's hashtag tuesday boy (laughs) hey baseball fans this is Derek van riper now that spring training games are underway opening day is just a few weeks away eno saris and i have been getting ready for the season all winter on rates and barrels Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.